Thank you for joining us for the Encompass Parent Talks podcast. Disciplining children is an age-old issue for all parents. So what does discipline really mean? What's the best technique? What if parents or other caregivers disagree? And when should you start disciplining your kids? Hi, I'm Colleen Lenahan, Marketing and Communications Manager at Encompass, and today I'll be talking with Sam Sinanan, Parent and Family Engagement Coordinator, who's usually the host of this podcast. First, though, we'll hear from two parents who will share how their families address discipline in their households. Mac is the father of a five-year-old and three-year-old twins, and Bree is the mother of a six-year-old and a two-year-old. Have you found that the discipline with your three-year-old twins and your older child, is it a different type of discipline that you provide your twins versus your older kiddo? I guess the the approach is somewhat similar, but because of their ages, I have to kind of vary my expectations because obviously it's like with my five-year-old, there are certain things that throughout his life we've taught him that he knows is is not okay. And if he is to act on those things, you know, it's not like we're going to reprimand him more than my daughters, but I definitely, it's something that, you know, as a five-year-old who I can have a full conversation with, he needs to know why this is not okay. And I kind of need to explain to him why he has these consequences. There are certain things where I'm still like at that stage with the girls where I know it's still going to take more repetition. You know, I was at that stage with him at three years old. But at the same time, I don't want him to see that I'm being lighter on my daughters or treating them more fairly than him. I want him to see that we are going through the same structures and that he's being treated fairly. I can absolutely relate to that. I would have to say the difference for me we are finding is that with a six-year-old, there's just, they still both get timeout. We do, we have a timeout process. But with the six-year-old, there's a ton more dialogue and then all this context and problem solving. How should we fix this? And there's a little more, I'd say lately we've been removing some privileges because she understands that, whereas my two and a half year old just would not even understand that. So she gets some of that as well. And, yes, and I yeah. found that to be a little effective. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's more uh, articulates what I was kind of trying to explain there is yet with with our son kind of on the first go especially if he knows it's something that he's not supposed to do yeah he's getting a toy taken away you know he might get a warning because obviously with kids sometimes you know they get on these really energetic moods you know my son he's likes to climb all over the house so it's like sometimes I know he's in that mood where he just needs to burn some energy so I let him know like hey you're getting a little too rowdy let's let's calm down but then if he's immediately going to go back to that then it's like okay well you need to time out this as opposed to my daughters you know I may give them two or three warnings and then yeah they go to timeout. there is some dialogue I explained to them but there is uh, a little less because they're already in the state of they just need to relax and be in their bed their calm state their timeout zone so what do you do when your methods of discipline don't work you know I'm kind of still figuring that part out when the privilege is being taken away and timeouts and basically like kind of beyond that we go into like the shutdown mode of my son a few times has gotten to the point where he's absolutely not listening and then he's becoming aggressive towards us and just you know aggressive emotional state 
basically we put him in his room we take out because we all we have his toys all usually packed up in different crates and stuff so we just kind of pull all of the crates out into our room basically so it's like he's got almost nothing to play with but he does have his own space in his room and it's like you know you you have to stay here until you're at least in a state where we can talk uh, and you don't just you know interrupt me with with screaming and i know that you're in a state where you don't understand or you're at least not willing to uh, understand or communicate. So you need to have your time to calm down, and I respect that. I guess that's kind of the point where we've stopped. I mean, we still, the next day, you know, he he doesn't have any of his toys. He kind of has to start earning them back slowly with certain, you know, doing certain chores and, you know, listening to us throughout the day consistently. I, I think that's our, our best approach now is because then at least he knows that he can work back some of his things. Yeah, that, that's smart. Um, yeah, definitely. We've had to do that with our daughter too. The removing of toys and then the opportunity to earn them back. With my youngest, my two and a half year old, there have been a few times where he will have a temper tantrum and it will get to the point of it's as if he can't hear me or my husband. He is screaming. He's in a, a real emotional state kicking, screaming, and we can't do anything. At times we have a breathing exercise that we practice with him if he's really, really upset to calm himself down where we take a deep breath together. And that usually works, but sometimes it doesn't. And there have been points where we have had to just let him go through the temper tantrum. It's as if he's in his own black hole of freaking yeah. out and he needs minutes of just screaming and freaking out. And we will just let him do that and then when he finally calms down, we're able to it's almost start over and readdress it. Whereas my six-year-old doesn't do that anymore. But when she was really little, we had a couple of times where she did that as well. And that's been a tough one for us, for sure. Yeah, I and I totally agree. You just kind of do have to let them have their tantrum in like a, a space where hopefully they're not going to hurt themselves. And then yeah. have you and um, your spouse ever had like disagreements when it comes to discipline? You know, definitely... Me and my husband have had some disagreements regarding discipline methods. Our goal here always is communication and compromise. I do my best, you know, to try to see his viewpoint, which I know like mine, it's coming from his heart and our own shared experiences in parenting because we became parents at the same time and we've experienced the same things with our children. But looking at our past, we've come from different places as well. So that cues into it. For the most part, though, I'd have to say we, we agree on most things. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say communication and compromise. We talk it out. And oftentimes we're kind of like, um, I would describe it as meeting in the middle. Yeah, just kind of taking, trying to take some factors from each other's way of doing it and, you know, trying to find the best middle ground. Yeah, absolutely. How do you guys handle it? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the fairly similar. I mean, we we do see eye to eye on most of like the kind of key discipline factors of especially when it comes to consequences and stuff like that. We feel like, you know, we both agree it's like the best thing to do is, you know, yeah, the removal of privileges and, you know, it's that it's going to take repetition, but just clear communication with our kids while doing that, just to kind of set that standard there. And we've had primarily the same caregiver, which is my mom and other family members for the, the child care. And uh, most of them are on the same page with that too. I think, you know, sometimes there can be 
times where they have to ask us in certain situations like, oh, I didn't know exactly how to handle this, which is good. I appreciate that they usually come to us as opposed to just, you know, acting upon it themselves. So it's kind of, it's a good uh, system that we have so far in that regard. Yeah, I, I, I relate to that. When my mom-in-law was caring for our almost six-year-old, similar, it, totally similar. She would connect with us when she had questions about discipline and she'd provide her viewpoints too, which was really great. And she has yeah. more experienced parenting than us. We've had a lot of other caregivers as well in our life. You know, when my daughter was really little at the age of one, between one and two, he went to a school that wasn't necessarily a Montessori school, but they use a lot of Montessori methods. That's really where we learned kind of the basis of some discipline actions like timeout. For instance, when children are really little, practicing timeout for the amount of years that they are making that the amount of minutes. So like a two-year-old would go in timeout as a disciplinary measure for two minutes. And the idea of after timeout, talking about it, hugging, and then making it done and being over and moving forward. I'd say we learned that from them. And I really have trusted our caregivers, both for what you were talking about, you know, the amount of experience for these guys, their education as well. And we've brought some of their disciplinary measures home. And we know that when they're at school or daycare, wherever they are, that's being practiced there. So we practice it here and it just provides continuity, I guess. Today we're joined by Parent and Family Engagement Coordinator, Sam Sinanan. Welcome, Sam. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So today we're talking about discipline, which is kind of a big topic, but something I wanted to talk about first is sometimes in public settings, I've seen maybe kids misbehaving and you might hear other adults say things like, oh, those parents should discipline that kid. So I think for a lot of people, discipline means punishment. Can you talk more about that? And what do you see as the definition of discipline for our purposes today? Excellent question. So the word discipline actually comes from an old Latin word, I believe it's pronounced disciplina, which means instruction and training. And in child development and parenting, we use it to mean teaching and guiding our kids to follow a system of standards and rules, uh, which leads to self-discipline and self-control. Ultimately, that's what we want is self-discipline and self-control. So the purpose of effective discipline is to teach our kids to live by the rules of the society that they live in and to become contributing members of their communities. So with that in mind, discipline isn't just something you do when a child misbehaves. It's an ongoing way to interact and communicate with kids. So all interactions actually with kids disciplines them. The interactions and communications with other kids, with other adults, is also a form of disciplining them. So while consequences are often part of discipline and occasionally punishment is too, discipline and punishment are not the same thing. In fact, punishment isn't very effective in the long term. And also, uh, consequences are a result of an action or an inaction and aren't always negative. So an example of a positive consequence might be some kind of a reward. So I want to talk a little bit about a phrase called positive discipline. And it is a type of discipline that focuses on encouragement, which recognizes a child's effort over a result. Something like, wow, you worked really hard on that. So an observation, not a judgment, and the result didn't really matter that much. Positive discipline also focuses on the parent or other caregiver listening to the child's point of view while still making it clear that the adults are in charge. 
you can give simple explanations and reasons for rules and consequences because that helps the child understand why you're letting them do something or not letting them do something. Consequences should be related to the situation and immediate, especially for young kids, such as, oh, if they hit their friend with a toy, the toy gets taken away right away. Natural consequences often work best. So for example, if your toddler or preschooler insists on going outside without a coat when it's cold, they'll most likely get cold and hopefully decide to put on the coat. Pick your battles. Sometimes ignoring bad behavior is best, as long as someone's safety isn't a concern. So it's more about training the children in the long term to understand how their decisions impact what they get to do and how they're in control of certain aspects of a situation and they need to make choices that promote what they want rather than hurt others. Well, exactly. So thinking about this discipline as sort of a training for the child, at what age should a parent or caregiver start to discipline children? I mean, is a baby too young? At what point does discipline begin to play a role in how the parent or caregiver interacts with the child? So that is an outstanding question. Really, if we're teaching and guiding our kids, we start as soon as they're born. In fact, maybe before they're born. But for the first few months, when the adults in their lives uh, respond right away to their basic needs, the infants learn that they can count on these adults, parents, other caregivers, to take care of them. That gives them feelings of safety, security, and connection to the most important people in their world. Now, as they get a little bit more mobile and able, like when they learn to crawl, which is, you know, around uh, six to eight months or so, parents will have to start doing some redirecting. Like, for example, when babies are getting into things that aren't safe, or, of course, getting into their older siblings' things, that sort of thing. Um, parents will need to redirect or remove them from the situation. So an example would be, you know, the eight-month-old baby crawling over to Older siblings' toys, picking them up, doing whatever with them. Older sibling, pretty unhappy with all of that. So the caregiver will need to step in and either give the infant something different to play with, that's redirecting, or just removing them from the situation, taking them out of the room and doing something else with them. So you're talking about redirecting as kind of a strategy that the adult can use to modify the behavior. What are some of the other strategies that adults can use? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering about what about spanking or are timeouts the best way to go? So what are some of in the realm of positive discipline and building that uh, healthy relationship with the child? What are some strategies that the caregivers can use so first, I do want to address the spanking thing. In uh, 2018, the American Academy of Pediatrics released a new statement against spanking or any kind of corporal punishment. According to their research, corporal punishment and yelling aren't effective, especially in the long term, and can actually lead to negative impacts on the child's brain development and then long-term problems with aggressive behavior. So spanking or yelling leads to what we call an acute stress response, the fight or flight response. And when that happens, the brain and body get flooded with hormones that affect the nervous system, that increases blood pressure, heart rate, and respiration rate. And while that might be necessary to help us escape or fight a threat, 
It won't teach what parents think they're teaching. While the behavior might stop in the moment, it's usually out of fear and the brain at that point really isn't capable of learning. So timeouts can work for some kids, especially older kids, but it should be used in a positive way for calming down and not as a punishment. Not the, you know, oh, you go to your room and think about what you're doing. More a, hmm, I think you need a little time for calming down. Maybe a few minutes in your room will help you calm down. So you've got a really positive attitude. You're hopefully calm yourself. And again, it's not as a punishment. Let's talk a little bit about time out versus time in. So time out usually does involve the child sitting off by herself for a little while until she can calm down. Now for very young kids, a time in will probably work better. So that's when the parent or caregiver takes the child away from the situation, but stays with them. The, the reason for the difference there is very young kids, especially if they're having you know, a tantrum, it's kind of scary. They have that fight or flight hormone going on and then to be stuck off by themselves they don't really know what to do with that and that's actually pretty scary and they kind of feel you know a little abandoned if the adult stays with them and helps them calm down um, very young kids often need that help the most important thing either for time out or time in is that the parent or the other caregiver stays calm themselves as far as other strategies, again, we like to focus on the positive discipline. So find reasons. Find your kid being good. Talk about your kid being good. I think sometimes as parents, we tend to focus more on the negative and point out what we don't want to see and take the positive more for granted. So I think really trying to focus on the positive, point it out focus on the effort over the result. So for example, you know, an older child maybe studied really hard for a math test, came home with not such a great grade, probably feel a little bit badly about that. So the parent can say, wow, I know you studied really hard for that. I wonder how you might do things differently next time. And again, you're not asking them the question, what are you going to do differently next time? You're saying, I wonder that invites them more to think about it and hopefully come up with something themselves. So what do parents do if they try a method and they're trying to use positive discipline, but they don't see that they're, or they don't feel that their method is working? That's a really good question too. First, remember that all kids will test and push boundaries, especially as they get older and more independent and more capable. It's normal and it's a necessary part of their development. However, at some point, you may need to try something else. And there are a few things to consider first. Are your expectations reasonable and age appropriate? Have you given enough time and are you consistent? In other words, if you're trying something new, uh, a new form of discipline, or just as your kid's getting older. So just by kids getting older, you're going to be trying new and different discipline techniques. So have you given enough time? Don't expect something to change in a matter of a couple of days. I can't give an actual time frame, but you know, definitely a few weeks. Are you consistent? Consistency is the key. Consider other influences. As kids get older, they're going to be influenced by other people in their lives. So is there something going on where there's other influences on their behavior? Are you reinforcing unacceptable behavior? So for example, young kids want attention, even negative attention. So if you reprimand or yell at them, they still have your attention. They're still getting what they want, even if it's not exactly positive. 
Are you motivating or reinforcing the appropriate behavior? And how important is it to change the behavior and to who? Is it more important to you just because this is something you think is for their own good? So for example, if uh, the young child refusing to put on the coat to go outside because you think it's too cold, well, maybe they don't think it's too cold. And if it's not below freezing, they're probably not going to suffer any kind of ill consequences or health issues because of it. Or boots if it's raining. Sometimes those natural consequences, let them go outside. Let them figure out that if it's raining and they go outside with no shoes on or boots on, their feet are going to get wet. That's probably one of the best teachers. By the way, often kids are more likely to do what you do than what you say. So model. Model, model the appropriate behavior you want to see in your kids. That goes a little bit back to the spanking or physical discipline. If that's how you discipline your kids, you're teaching them that that's an okay way to resolve conflict. You talked about we often unintentionally reinforce the bad behaviors. So the child who is screaming or throwing a tantrum maybe gets the parent's attention, even if that's not the behavior we want to be seeing. So walk us through if a parent was experiencing that where the child is trying to get their attention by doing some behaviors that we're not trying to encourage. So throwing a tantrum, screaming, crying, acting out. How should the parent handle that? Sometimes, especially if we're out in public, we recognize that there may be many eyes on us and we feel potentially being judged by others that are seeing this. So sometimes we're pretty quick to just like, oh, okay, here, here, go ahead and have the candy bar, even though it's almost dinner time. That's a way of reinforcing by giving them what they want especially after you said no. So that is also inconsistent. So to answer your question, what should they do? You know, that's kind of a tough one because there are a lot of things that you can do and it really does depend on the situation. However, in public, ideally, if you can remove yourself and the child from the situation, maybe you need to pick the child up and go to your car and everybody have a little bit of a timeout slash time in. It also does depend a lot on the age of the kid. It'd be a little more difficult to pick up, you know, a 10-year-old and try to walk out to your car with them. There's so many different situations that it's, without a real specific, it's kind of hard to really answer the question. But I think ultimately remove yourselves from the situation until everybody can calm down. And then talk about how you're going to pick up where you left off. For example, if you had to leave a shopping cart full of groceries, maybe you can go back in after everyone's calmed down. You have a discussion about what's going to happen and appropriate behavior expected. And hopefully you can go back in, pay for your groceries and get on home. So it's really on the adults rather than escalating the stress of the situation by matching the child's stress or yelling or anger to try to de-escalate that and calm it down. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. They're not adults. They're not going to behave like adults. They're not going to think like adults. So therefore we have to. And ultimately we're in charge. So we have to take charge in the manner we want to teach them to take charge because eventually we want them to take charge of their lives in the most positive and constructive way possible. So we've talked about parents being calm and being consistent in how they discipline children, but what about in situations where 
their anger gets the better of them or they have a slip up and they don't discipline the way that they're trying to, what would you say to them? I would say, cut yourself some slack. Everybody makes mistakes. The important thing is, again, modeling. So by acknowledging that to your child and maybe even modifying or eliminating a consequence because maybe you do determine it is not reasonable, you just give a simple, clear explanation to the child about why that's happening, acknowledge that you made a mistake, and move on. So what about when two parents or two caregivers, or more than two, what about when multiple caregivers are parenting a child and they don't see eye to eye on how the child should be parented in the realm of discipline? So maybe they have different ideas about how to discipline the child when the child misbehaves. So what do you recommend in situations like that, either where the two co-parents disagree or maybe it's a blended family and you have different sets of parents parenting the child at different times. How should adults approach that situation? So first, not at all uncommon. It's not at all uncommon for partners that get along really well to have some differences around discipline. Ultimately, pick your battles and try to work together the best you can to be as consistent as you can about different discipline techniques. Talk about certain things that are most important to you and be, be prepared to negotiate, to you know, even give up a couple of things that might be a little bit important. Again, it's really pick your battles. It also, you know, it's, it's real life. We all are gonna come upon people that we can behave a certain way in front of or with and not others. And we kind of just have to learn that that's a natural part of life and how to adapt sometimes our behavior based on who we're with. So that's kind of a tough one to answer other than just pick your battles, be as consistent as you can. Hopefully it's amicable enough between all of the adults that you can even get together and have some discussions about it. And again, hopefully not only be as consistent as possible with, say, your own kids, but if your kids are in a blended family and spending time with the other kids that you're not parenting, it, it can be challenging if the different sets of kids are parented differently. So, you know, again, it comes back to trying to be as consistent as possible every step of the way. So what are some of the factors that parents and caregivers and adults who are responsible for raising children should consider when deciding on appropriate discipline techniques for a child? So really good question. Um, I think there's, <laughs> there's almost no shortage of things to consider. But I think first and foremost is that recognize that kids are their own people. They're their own beings. They're not extensions of you. Consider their age and adjust as they get older. Different discipline techniques will work better for young, younger kids, but you'll need to adapt as they get older and adjust yourself. And if your child does have any kind of developmental delay or special needs, that's a whole different consideration. You would certainly need to work with your developmental therapists or pediatricians for some help there. Consider their temperament. You know, we're different. We all have different temperaments, so consider your temperament as well as your child's temperament. And how you were parented will affect how you parent. And so, 
just think about that. How you were parented doesn't necessarily mean it was the best way to be parented. A lot of us choose to do things very opposite of the way our parents parented us, and others we parent just like our parents parented us. I think I'd like to close in leaving a, a really wonderful nugget that uh, when I heard this, I thought, wow, that really, it's an excellent way of looking at things. So here it is. Rather than thinking that my child or that child is causing a problem, think that my child or that child is having a problem. So when you look at it that way, I think most adults kind of naturally feel a little bit more empathetic and would like to help that child. Yeah, that's a great way of thinking about it. So it's not oh, this child is trying to make my life difficult. It's they're a person who's still developing, their brain is still developing, and they're experiencing something that they don't know how to process, and so they're reacting to it, and they, they just want help, and that they don't know how to ask yet in a constructive way because they don't understand. Exactly. That's how we get misbehaving and what we consider quote-unquote bad behavior. It's really the child trying to express a need. Exactly. And when we see it that way, we become more able to help and teach and guide. Great. Well, thanks for being with us today, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for our conversations about discipline and young kids. We heard perspectives from two parents and parent and family engagement coordinator Sam Sinanan provided helpful information about discipline and child development. For more information and to subscribe to the Parent Talks podcast, please visit www.encompassnw.org.